to her folly through mid on for four. Jeffrey Bolton, 100-100s, the place to get it here on his home ground at Heavenly. Got it! Got it! Well deserved, a magnificent delivery from Darren Goff. Must be very close to five. Got him! What a patch this is for Ryan Sidebottom. Welcome to the Covers Off podcast from Yorkshire County Cricket Club. I'm Richard Pyra. So it's just me today as Brezzy's ill. I think he's got a touch of the man flu or that's what he's told his wife anyway, just to get a new job. Uh, we wish you all the best, Brez, and uh, he'll be back next week. So we've got a special podcast this week, uh, two adopted Yorkshiremen, uh, first non-Yorkshiremen on, on the pod. So with, without further ado, let's introduce today's first guest. If we're giving an insight into Yorkshire cricket, then we have to speak to this guy who makes the club tick. Players, staff, supporters all love him and he has some great stories as well. I'm delighted to welcome our dressing room attendant and he's by far the best in the country at his job. That is Mick Cadmore. Welcome, Mick. How are you? Thanks, Thanks for him, Tridge. What are you up to in sunny Hornsey? Well, as a lot of people know, we foster. So instead of being away at Headingley, avoiding the fostering, I'm actually mucking in a wee bit with the wife. Um, we've got three kids. Um, we do our daily walk with the dog and the kids for about three quarters of an hour to an hour. And then the rest of the time spent in the house. So I get everyone else batting down the hatches and hopefully we get through this quickly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you are famous for your painting, aren't you, Mick? Every, every time we come to Wedding Lane, we've got a day off mixed there with his shirt off painting. How much painting have you done in these last few weeks? I've done a little bit. One of the, the foster daughter, her room, some of the paint was peeling, so I've redone all that. I've just filled in a couple of ceilings now that we're cracking a bit, so over the next week or so, I'll be doing a bit of uh, ceiling painting, which is the worst type of painting. And... Then just turning up the walls of the hall landing upstairs. I've been a three-storey house. It's sort of a bit of a dockyard job, but I've got loads of time on my hands, so I should get that done. Around Edinley, you've always got your shirt off, though. Do you have your shirt off at home when you're doing it? Yeah, the wife insists I do. <laughs> Are you sure about that? <laughs> yeah. She loves a man boob more than most. <laughs> Brilliant. So, um, just explain, and a lot of people won't know how you get into being a dressing room attendant. Just explain how you, you got into the, doing the job first, don't we? Well, <clears throat> I was rather fortunate, I suppose. Um, I've been, uh, been a bit of a, a cricket buff all my life. Love cricket. Um, keen supporter of the Morgan Cricket Club as a youngster. I used to follow them home and away. And then as uh, life progressed, I ended up having uh, uh, Ben and Tom, who loved the game from a very young age. And fortunately for him, and I suppose for me, Tom ended up becoming a professional cricketer with uh, with Worcester. He was in Australia, uh, I think it was winter uh, 2.15, and he was playing over there club cricket. And Ben was over there with uh, a military side. It was a big 10-team military competition being held in Canberra and Sydney. So the wife said to me, why don't I go over for uh, <laughs> uh, a period to watch them? playing in Australia so I booked up and she said how long are you going for I said oh five weeks so that shocked her a wee bit she thought that you got over for two weeks but nah 
your goal, you have to make the most of it. And while I was over there, Steve Rhodes, who was the director of cricket at Worcester, phoned up Tom for a chat to see how he was doing. And then he asked Tom to give a chat with me. And during the chat, he said that the old boy who was the dressing room attendant down in Worcester was finishing. And would I be interested in taking on the job? He said, um, you'd have to ask Tom first, because if Tom was against me working there, obviously it's a non-starter. And he said, ask the wife as well. Um, so <laughs> 10 hours later, I phoned up Annette from Australia and said I'd been offered this. And she said, um, if I said no, you do it anyway. And Tom was delighted because I could do his washing. So... Um, <laughs> That's how I started down at Worcester. And that's never stopped, has it, doing Tom's washing? Never stopped whatsoever. But I'm fortunate now, living at, uh, at Tom's in the summer, um, yep. near Headingley, his, uh, his girlfriend, Melissa, is really good. And uh, she does uh, the occasional uh, load in the house as well. So between us, we get it done. Oh, good. I bet she's uh, happy you'd with your shirt off, mate, doing some painting around Tom's house. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think she goes for the fitter figure. <laughs> well, that's not Tom's, is it? <laughs> right. So just before we move on to our next guest, you know, you must have seen a few players over the years and a few interesting characters. Have you seen any unusual requests in the dressing room from players? I suppose one of them we were was down at uh, Worcester. It wasn't unusual, really. It was one of the, the famous uh, Surrey players. I won't tell you. Won't tell you the name. He came in to me, came in to me and said, oh, Mick, Mick, I'm desperate for some cigarettes. So I said, oh, what, what brand do you want? And he gave this brand that I've never heard of before. And he said, oh, any shop do them, any shop do them. So he gave me the money. I walked from the cricket ground into Worcester. And on about my 12th shop visited, they actually had the brand. So it took me about an hour and a half to get these cigarettes for this particular player. I just wanted to give up when I went into that final shop. So that's one sort of thing from one of the unaway player. For our boys, unusual. Not really. Most of the boys look after themselves, really, when it comes to stuff that they require. Yeah, there's um, a few messy boys in the dressing room, isn't there? Fortunately, we've got quite a large changing room, so it's not too bad if, if they spread out. I suppose the, the best one for keeping his is little spot in order when he's with Yorkshire or with England is, uh, is Joe Root. You know, Joe, he's like, uh, I think in his past life, he must have been in the military. He must have 25 bats that he carries around. Oh, yeah, yeah. He don't have to go any weight training. He just picks up his cricket bag. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Anyway, Mick, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you and uh, good insight into uh, another way that Yorkshire runs with the dressing room attendant. So uh, thanks for your time and um, hope you and the family stay safe and look after yourself, mate. Yeah, same to you, Rich. And hopefully we'll uh, be back at Headingley waiting for some cricket. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Right, now we'll move on to our main guest for this week's pod, another adopted Yorkshireman. This guy's taken 440 first-class wickets at an average of 22. It's 48 test wickets at 19. And he's currently smiling with a big smile on his <laughs> on the camera. And he's only 27-year-old, so unbelievable figures. Uh, he signed for Yorkshire at the start of 2019 as a call and was Yorkshire's leading wicket-taker in the Championship last year. He bowls absolute rockets and he's a top lad who's fitted in brilliant at the club. Great to welcome Duane Olivier. How are you, Dee? I'm good, thanks. And you, Rich? Yeah, thanks, mate. 
So you're currently back in South Africa with your wife. Uh, what's the situation there, mate? Um, I think it's a bit more strict than in the UK. Unfortunately, I can't go for a run. So the only running I'm doing is in my yard. At least it's like I can run like 20 meter sprints, basically. But I think about 2,000 and been only like 18 deaths army patrolling the streets and stuff like that so you, you can literally just go out to do essential shopping basically so that's been really good it's just about to flatten the curve basically but yeah that's good so i think it needs to get done because sometimes in a situation like this people start to panic and it just spreads all over so it's been really good back home good as long as you're safe man that's the main thing as well yeah so it's been like i flew back from the uk I think about 20th of March. Um, so I was just doing the precautionary things. I went to go to a doctor and just to find out if I can do a test just to see where I'm at. And because I didn't have any symptoms, so it wouldn't allow me to do a test. But at least I just uh, I just self-isolated myself basically from everyone. So oh, luckily good. my wife was with me during this time. Otherwise, I would have gone crazy. <laughs> yeah, good. Well, you know, the first non-Yorkshire cricketer on the podcast, we, we, we've heard quite a few stories of how lads have come through the Yorkshire Academy. So it'd be good to see your journey into cricket day, you know, as something a bit different uh, leading up to playing first-class cricket in South Africa. I think when I started my cricketing career, it was, it's probably different to most guys. I, play, I started, I think, 11 or 12 years old. Um, I was just purely playing cricket to keep up with my fitness because I was more into rugby and athletics at that time. And then the older I got, because I literally had a, like a six meter run up, like running W doubles, basically. You only have a six meter run up now. <laughs> probably a little bit longer, but yeah, the shorter the better. Um, and then my coach in high school that time, he was an international, international empire called Joe Kluter at that time and he said to me I need to take my cricket seriously because he saw something in me and from there on I took it a bit more serious so I stopped playing rugby unfortunately I really enjoyed it but looking back now it's probably the best decision I've made yeah so when when did you first realize that you could bowl quick obviously you said that you've started quite late starting playing cricket at 11 year old is quite late really I think when when I moved to high when I moved to high school I think about 14, 15, it really started. And he's like, as a coach, my coach at the time, he's like, we need to longer your run up and see how it works. And basically, the more I bowled, let's say, the, the quicker I got a little bit. So, and then from there on, just getting to gym, um, doing proper training, especially for fast bowling at that time. And, and then I played provincial cricket at school level. And from there on, basically just kicked on. Oh, nice. So when did you make your first class debut? Um, did you play with any big names? Uh, first class debut, I think it was 2011 for uh, Free State back then. Um, it was called amateur cricket. It's like B-side cricket. I can't remember any big names, though. Do you Olivia? Because it was big. Hey? Do you Olivia? That's a big name. <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. And then when I made my franchise debut, I remember quite well playing for the team called the Knights. It's like the free state area when we played against the Lions. So probably one of the players I look up to from or I played against that I thought was very good. You probably played against him, called the guy Neil McKenzie. Yeah, he's in my pocket. 
nipped him off. Yeah. I'm sure I think he ran 300 about time, but I'm st- still struggling to get him off, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, he's a decent player. Decent player. Uh, very decent player. So my first experience doing that, my captain said to me, "Ball short at him," and I've never seen a player play the short ball so well. Just run me down to fine leg, and I said to my captain at the time, "I was like, I don't think I will be doing this because." He's letting me look like I'm bowling 110 kilometers. <laughs> I just have to bowl good areas then. That's good. So, you know, your stats in first class cricket are unbelievable. You know, four, over 400 at you know, 27 year old. It must have been a, a dream to come true to make your test debut for South Africa. Yes, I think for any person or any kid growing up, playing, going through ranks, through academy, then uh, domestic cricket is to play for your country. Where it doesn't matter wherever you are in the world. Uh, but for me, it was a massive honour to play for South Africa and make my debut. Who was it against? It was against Sri Lanka at the Wanderers in Joburg. Yeah, it was. I was quite fortunate. I think um, it was just when Carl Abbott announced he signed Colfax. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Just uh, you know, growing up, how, who did you look out for? You know, you had some greats in South Africa. You, had, you know, Sean Pollock, Alan, Alan Donald. Is there anyone that you particularly looked up to? Yeah, um, I think Alan Donald especially. Um, during the last couple of years playing franchise cricket, he came in as like on a consultant basis and helped the bowlers a bit. So I've learned quite a bit from him and I love the way he played the game. I love how he was aggressive and if you, just as a human being, like he's an unbelievable person. He has so many stories and just, he doesn't really have to speak about cricket and or like the way you should bowl or change anything. I think if you just listen to the stories he has, you can take a lot from that. And I yeah. think like growing up watching him bowl, it was like it was always something like I wanted to, to be similar to that, but to to be myself as well. So so in the modern in the modern era, I would probably say Mitch Johnson, him and Dale. Like I feel like. Dale's completely different to me, but the way he carried himself for so many years, the way he bowled, took wickets wherever in the world, unbelievable guy. I played with him, I shared a change room with him, and he's such a good guy. Like, you can learn a lot from him. And then from just watching Mitchell Johnson bowling in the Ashes, and I think like 2012 13, when they toured to South Africa, the way he bowled it, like Graham Smith. Ashim Amla, Chalk Colors was just unbelievable. Like, quick and, for me. quick and aggressive. Yeah. Yes, I like that. And I think sort of he brought it like a bit of fear. I don't know if players did fear him, but for me, for what I saw, yeah. like if I was standing batting there, I would feel it for my life. So <laughs> I'll be like, I don't want to play this game anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think we all would. Just uh, moving on then, uh, you know, we you spoke about it publicly about your decision signing for Yorkshire. Quite a big decision in your life, wasn't it? Um, yes, it was, it was a massive decision. Like For me, my dream was to play for my country and that was everything to me. And it's unfortunate, or how can I explain it? Like I took a different path where certain things, like probably, how can I say, um, trying to find the right word here. I think certain things, I felt certain about different things and I think Cricket South Africa probably felt different about certain things so for me I decided to sign Colpac because that's what I wanted to do at that specific time but I'm grateful for the opportunity that Cricket South Africa gave me to represent my country. I know 
when I signed, there was a lot of controversy or people not liking it and people making their own, own assumptions. But for me, it's where I can, I felt like this step was needed in my career. So I know well, it's... We're grateful for it anyway, Dee, to have you in our ranks. I'm, brilliant. I'm happy to... I'm happy to be at Yorkshire. Like it, like last season was probably the toughest year in my cricketing career. Um, I think just from a mental point of view, signing Colpack and then you know coming to a new place, new faces, you're basically starting over. And at the same point, you're trying to do well. I think and just from a mental point of view and emotion, it was very, it was quite a tough year. Yeah, it is uh, quite a big decision, but like I said, you've chose a great club to come to and you know, you fitted in really well. So I'm happy oh, to be at Yorkshire. Good man, good man. First season last year, I know I've worked quite close with you for a year now and you, you wasn't as pleased as you could have been, let's say, but still leading wicket-taking county championship cricket. Really, I was really excited to see what we could have done this year and hopefully we can still do that, but... You know, how, how's your winter been? You know, your first time you've had a bit of time off and try, being able to work on your game. How's that been? So, I came back in end of Jan to Yorkshire to freezing cold weather, experiencing snow and all of that. Um, but we had a good luck with the coup, the conditioning, Pete. We had a good off-season, basically, just um, bulking up and jump, getting stronger. I felt that was needed for me, for me personally. And then we went to Mumbai. Unfortunately, we came back early because I really enjoyed the bowler, the bowlers that went out. I, like you were there. Like it was good fun. I like we learned a lot. I never batted for so long in my whole life, basically. But yeah, it was enough. really good fun. For me, it's not necessarily about the bowling. I think it's just getting to know one another, getting to know different players. The way because when you play, you don't really get to know your players or coaches and stuff like that. And then pre-season is a perfect place to do that, getting to know people in a different aspect or in a different way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, I was, you know, the improvements you've made this year technically and, and a bit stronger, I was really excited to see what you could do and potentially bowl even quicker as well. Yeah, I think the work that we've done, it's been for me, it's been exceptional. Like I've spoke to many people, I was like, for me, I like simple things. I don't like to complicate the game because it's complicated already. So, like the stuff that we did was simple and was so effective, and I could feel the difference. It's just unfortunate we can't play at the moment, but we will have to wait and see till it's safe to return to the game. But I'm excited to whenever we start to get going. So I know there's trophies up for grabs. I don't know what the ECB will do. They'll probably scrap the competition or on even not. But I think as a team, we're in a pretty good space. Yeah, definitely. I'd echo that, Dee. Uh, just moving on to a bit about yourself. Somebody asked me, what, what does Dee do in his spare time? Well, he, he just sleep, Dee. I've never known anyone sleep like you in my life. Whenever you know, we were at cricket or we were in India, it was like, where's Dee? Oh, he's, he's just gone for a nap. <laughs> But they say sleeping is the best way to recover. <laughs> Never seen anything like it. It's unbelievable. Um, United fan, which uh, pretty disappointing. Yes, I know there's a few Yorkshire supporters that won't like it, but yes, I do support United. I've actually got a, a mess. Uh, from our, uh, one of our physios, Chris Liversidge. says, uh, how did you become a Man United fan and would you prefer Leeds to be promoted or put in the championship? So... I'll get, Leeds have been playing well this season, so surely they should get promoted. 
so I can finally go watch a game against Leeds and Man United. Back in the day, it's massively issue between the club, two clubs, so it'll be good fun. And yeah. <clears throat> me starting supporting United, it's probably like when I was 18, 19 years old. So in, or before that, when Ronaldo moved to United. And like, he's my idol. The way he does things, I think he's probably the best football player in the world, in my eyes. So yeah. from there on, I started supporting United and ever since still support him. Although a couple of seasons ago, they've been struggling, but with Ole Solskjaer as the coach now, I think they, they're in a very good space and they made some good signings. So I'm looking forward to next season. Yeah, well, that's enough about Manu. I don't want to speak about Manu anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're a massive Leeds fan, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Leeds is your second club now, isn't it? Yeah, I'll say it's my second club to right. keep supporters happy, members. I know, I know Gail has been trying to make you to go the, to this Huddersfield <laughs> side, but no, you can't do that. No, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, we'll, we'll move on to some Twitter questions uh, <clears throat> put out yesterday. Best bowling coach from Anonymous. Best bowling coach. <clears throat> I will definitely say Richard Parra. Like, oh, kind of you do. You're welcome. Um, also, a guy I work with was Alan Donald. He's one of my heroes. I think he's yeah, not very bad good. Name. Not bad name. Yeah, you guys probably two best I've worked no. with personally. We didn't set that up at all. Anyway, next one. Uh, this one's from uh, Martin Tubbs. Can you do a Yorkshire accent yet? I don't think so. I'd probably well, give, me, give us, give us your right? best Yorkshire accent. You're right, love. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, that's that's about it. Um, next one from Adam Live from Whitby. Oh, bitch. Do you prefer getting wickets or hitting people on the head? <laughs> that's such a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, it depends who we're playing. I know in the past season I've hit quite a few people on the head. I think in the context of the game, I won't mind hitting a couple of guys and then Cody and then taking the wickets. Like I think at the end of the day, as a bowling unit, you work in a partnership. Um, we're completely different as all bowlers, but I, at the end of the day, I also do enjoy taking wickets. I think if you get if you take ten wickets, then you can go sit and relax, and I can go sleep. So I think that's <laughs> yeah, exactly. important for me. I think it's a big- Big part of your game, isn't it? You know, being aggressive, it gets you the wickets and a couple of balls later, so yeah, keep doing so, it. Yeah, just keep doing the same thing over and over. Exactly. The next last one from Twitter is uh, probably the most Yorkshire question I've ever heard. It's, what's his <laughs> favourite pub in Scarborough? Actually, I haven't gone out to a pub in Scarborough, if I must be honest. Yeah, it's um, a very Yorkshire question, that. But So, as we do with every, uh, every guest on the pod, um, have, you, um, have you got a story from any of your uh, dressing rooms uh, around around the world that you've been in? Um, I actually have a, or I know quite a few stories over the career I've played, but there's a saying, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So what happens in a dressing room will stay in a dressing room. I like that, dude. But there's one particular one that I've quite enjoyed a bit. So we played uh, South Africa against England at Old Trafford. And I was batting 11. And I think Mornay Morkel just went in to go bat. And Moeen Ali was batting at the time, if I remember correctly. 
we all know Mourne is probably not the best suited facing spin bowling, or he will probably he tries to hit it out of the park, basically. And at that time, Russell Domingo was coach before Otis took over. I think it was his last game as coach. So Mourne said to Russell, he's like, you know, I'm going to bat for you today to give you a good sending off, basically. And within that, within two minutes, he's back in the change room. And didn't last very long. Obviously, tried to hit Moan out of the park. But then Russell asked him, and now? And he's like, you know, at the end of the day, we all gave it our best shot. And I didn't succeed. It's just one of those things. So, and then I, I'm walking in next. And I was like, oh, my word. <laughs> what just happened now? So, Always good to get an insight into uh, other teams and some stories. So we'll move on to the covers off weekly questions. Uh, Just give us a quick answer to these then, Big D. Uh, Earliest memory of cricket? 12, 13 years old. Cricketing hero? Jock Colours. Yeah, legend. He's one of mine as well. Uh, County debut of uh, franchise debut for you? Uh, I will say County Day was against Nottinghamshire at Chainbridge. Yeah, he got five for didn't you? It was because of the long, hard grassing day there in minus yeah. 10 degrees. It was so yeah. cold. <laughs> you quite got under the both innings, I think, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, best innings, so for you, best bowling innings. Um, okay, best bowling innings. I thought you wanted to speak about batting. There's so many of them. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> kidding. Um, best bowling innings, I would definitely say uh, when I took my first 10th set at international cricket against Pakistan. Yeah. Has to be, doesn't it? Your favourite ground in the world to play at? I will say Newlands because, like, just to explain to supporters or whoever's listening at the moment, if you go to Cape Town, people fall in love with the place, not even visiting the cricket ground. And I think with the mountains, the scenic view, it's just unbelievable. And to play newest tests in Cape Town, the atmosphere is it's crazy. Like, yeah, I'm, it's so good. Uh, somebody to bat for your life. Wow, this is a good question. I don't know. Um, I'll say... Steve Patterson. <laughs> the goat. Only <laughs> <laughs> quite entertaining, though. He'd be let's, there. Let's, let's go with Pato. Why yeah, not? like it. Messi's in the dressing room. Uh, hands down, Harry Brook. <laughs> yeah, in a lot of ways. Who's the most... <laughs> come across? The most vain. Um... So if you travel 50 miles west, you will see there, there's a couple of guys I know who plays for the Red Rose, they say. But I'm, I'm not going to expose guys because I still need to play against them. <laughs> but if one person I do know, and sorry for exposing him, it's one of my teammates called Adam Life because he mm-hmm. loves speaking about his past games. Yeah. I mean, his sixes, like he remembers everything. It's remarkable. Yeah, but- he always got his Rolex on, hasn't he? Showing everyone his Rolex watch as well. No, oh, no. <laughs> okay, best celebration or party after a game or a series? So, um, I played two years ago in a T20 tournament in South Africa called the Zanzi Super League. We won the competition that year and the after party was insane. It was in Cape Town. It was ridiculous. It was one to remember. It was so good. Um you rum and cokes for big D there. Definitely. And our game plan was literally that campaign, win or lose, shoot and boost, basically. So it was good. It was good fun. Like it. Like it. Uh, three people living or dead to have dinner with. 
So my wife said not to mention this one, but just because I was watching a certain series, I was like, this person was quite intriguing, but I won't, I'll say his name, but he's not in my three dinner party guests or people I'd like to have dinner with. It's called Pablo Escobar. Yeah. This is a very good series, basically. Um, but definitely my idol, Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. The great Sir Alex Ferguson. Oh, I like it. Yeah. So just basically all my new. Yeah. And then um, I will go Jar Colors. Yeah. Good three, solid three. That yeah. okay. Yeah. Your best six-a-side cricket team that you on players that you've played with. Played with, um, I'll go Quinton Acock, Joe Root, Gary Balance, three more, um, Tailstone, KG, and Fafdupasi. It's a decent team, to be fair. Give you that yeah. one. And finally, no, one of our no spinners in that team. We're playing on the green seamer. <laughs> it's no shock that you've been a D. <laughs> Uh, and finally, uh, one of our favourite parts of the of the pod. Um, got thirty seconds to name as many many Pato nicknames as possible. Are you ready? Um, yes, I am. Okay, thirty seconds from now. Let's go. Okay. Goat, goat shark, coal, side screen teeth. There's a couple I can't say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's so many. I just hit a blank at the moment. Oh dear. Um, his Five name seconds. Stephen. Yep. That's that's uh, this. The six there, yeah, I think. You, you know, Rooty's six. leading. I'll t- how many get Rooty? How many did Rooty get? I think Rooty got nine, so it's a decent effort. Yeah, yeah six is not too bad. Then I'll take that. I know there's two, but I can't say it on this podcast. <laughs> No, it's quality. Well, Dee, it's been, a, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Um, I hope you stay safe in South Africa and hopefully we can get Thank some... Thank you cricket. so much, Rich. It was good fun. I enjoyed this. Good man. Thanks, Dee. You've been listening to the Cricket Covers Off podcast from Yorkshire County Cricket Club with me, Richard Pyra. If you've any questions throughout the week, tweet me at Richard Pyra. And remember to subscribe to our podcast, which is available on Spotify and iTunes. We'll be back next week. Stay safe and goodbye.